there, Tawny Davis here, and as the co-host of the TB21 podcast, I'm excited to announce that not only can you find every episode of the show on SoundCloud and Anchor, but now you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This is a big first step for us, and we're happy to have made it. Remember that we also post a video version on our YouTube page. However you want to watch or listen, just search the TB21 podcast and press play. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to the TB21 Podcast, otherwise known as the new hottest spot on the sports media landscape. It's been described as a happy place where football fans from all corners of the known universe come together to have calm and cordial conversations about America's game. What? What are you talking about? Nah, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna get it right. This isn't your granddad's football show. We bring it each and every week. Meaning you know you're going to get a ton of this. Gets out of trouble. Throws it deep down field. Oh, what a grab! Combined with some of this. Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Sprinkle with a little bit of that. First on that, this. That, 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 that is blasphemous. All season long. And now, introducing your hosts, Tony Davis and Brendan Hodges. Episode 7, lucky number 7 perhaps, I guess we'll find out in an hour or so that we're here with you with the TB21 podcast, back again late night. Because now we both have lives that we actually have to. I wouldn't call it lives because we have work lives. We we have work lives. Um, Too little money, too little time, but we still bring you football talk because we care very much so about our various teams and our our sport of choice. I'm Brendan Hodges. That's Tawny Davis, fresh off the work day in El Paso, Texas, working the old 11 to 7. If that's a thing. Ten to seven. <laughs> and that's tomorrow. That's my schedule next week. Except for Friday or Saturday. It's gonna be a long week. It's fine. That it is. I'll be starting my job in the next couple of weeks as well. So but that's not important. What is important is the world of football. And because we have work lives and we need to get stuff done about our work lives, we're gonna keep this one brief and just get straight into our kickoff. <laughs> With college football this week, because you know what? College football is a very interesting sport. Very interesting. That happens in college football than in really any other sport. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we've seen more coaches fired in college now or reach mutual agreements than in the NFL. Um, And there's a reason I use both of those terms, because one was fired and one one was straight up fired. A mutual agreement to leave his institution. We'll start with the guy who was fired. And of course, it was for being refusing to get the vaccine. Nick Rolovich from Wazoo, Washington State. Red Scarlet. What's their flag called? I know it because they. It, it's been on college it's game day college every game day. Game, like ever. I'm, I'll see it on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Nick Rolovich, Washington State head coach, fired because he would not get the vaccine. Very weird story of how mm-hmm. it came about, though. He actually applied for a religious exemption. And the way that it works at Washington State, and I assume all these other institutions, is it's a blind comparison or a blind check. So you see the exemption, you don't know who it's for. And it's either accepted or denied. His was accepted by this blind checker. Next step is approval by the supervisor. Supervisor, athletic director, let me get this name right, Pat Chun, denies said request. Rolovich, along with four of his assistant coaches, now no longer part of the Cougar football program. Who had won last week, by the way? So it... It's different with players because they are not technically employees of institutions, but it's a warning shot to coaches that, hey, you got to get with the times or you're out of here. So is it because Washington, like the state requires it or the school? I believe it's Washington State is obviously the state university, though 
I, I think UW is as well. Um, I believe it's mostly for the school. So the it's school, like a school requirement. I so, yes. Okay. If it's a, a statewide thing, which I don't think, does any state have this requirement where you have to be vaccinated? I don't think so. And if they do, I can't think of it. New York has a vaccine mandate. Or unless True. it's just the city. Whatever it affected Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't talk basketball here. We talk football. No, but like just for reference, it affected Kyrie. I mean, either way, wherever your place of work if they require like require you to get something like and if you want to work there then you should get it if you don't want to get it then you don't work there it's as simple as that so I don't know where this like confusion sets it also like what's funny to me is that before this COVID vaccine most of us in general had to get some sort of vaccine they're not called vaccines though they're called just shots like did you get your shots you have to have these in order to they're, come to they school. are vaccines we just don't call them vaccines we don't call them vaccines but all of a sudden because everyone just solely calls the covid vaccine the vaccine everyone's like "Ooh, no i don't want to get well, it's it. like you think like tetanus gardasil um yeah the flu shot like it's all the same it's not all the same thing but it's all for the same purpose. they're all vaccines yeah it's but, it's so, nice seeing like high profile people too saying and this is going back to, I, I said we weren't going to talk basketball, but I'm going to mention a basketball guy now. Uh, Charles Barkley on Inside the NBA last night. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, Charles. It's not Love about you. yourself. It's about helping the people around you. Just like, Which I agree, yeah. but that's, I don't want to get too into it. Oh, I do, but like not too much. It's like, if you care about the people, yourself and the people around you, and this is a requirement, then you get that. I'm not saying that he's not doing this because he doesn't care about his team and his players, because he obviously does. But I mean, he, there obviously was a line and he didn't want to like cross it or he didn't cross it, whatever the term is. It's really sad because they're really, they had a really good program who's doing really well over there. And it's just said that this is what he, this, like, this is the hill he wanted to die on. Boy, and it's a line that is there in the college ranks in the NFL. It is not supposed to be there. If we remember during training camp, all the talk was about will players be cut due to not being vaccinated. And every coach said, well, minus Urban Meyer, said, (laughs) no, it wasn't a topic of discussion when you can be pretty damn sure it probably was a topic of discussion. And I mean, you, you got Cole Beasley just saying flat out no. <laughs> and, he, and he's on the team. He It hasn't affected the team so far. Will it? Probably at some point. But it's affected other teams with the guys who are vaccinated. You mm-hmm. think of, I'm trying to think of all these guys who have been on the COVID list. Wasn't Chandler Jones on the COVID list at one point? Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, star players that have been put on that list and their requirements just everywhere. So, I mean... It, it's a line that can be crossed in the NFL without firings in college. It's a completely different thing because those institutions are trying to make money as well off of those other mm-hmm. programs. So it's kind of like, I won't say her name, but like my boss that I had for my internship, she didn't want to get it, but she did play by play for one of the local colleges there. And that was going to be a requirement for her. And she didn't want to get the vaccine. And she, she was going to lie, basically, said she had a religious exemption. And I was like, really? Because it was also kind of my fault that she came up with that idea because legally they cannot ask you like, oh, religious exemption? Like, what religion are you? Like, prove to me yeah. that you're Catholic, yeah. Muslim, Jewish, Orthodox. Like, they legally can't. So she was like, oh, I'm going to use that. And I was like, well, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if you don't want to get the vaccine, that's on you. I disagree with you really but i'm not gonna like shame you for but at the same time like i think that's a really dumb decision but it's i'm not gonna be like you have to get the vaccine or i'm not gonna hang out with you because i do have friends and family who don't aren't vaccinated and i don't hang out with them that much not because of they're they don't, they're not vaccinated but like that's a factor and i think that's a factor for some people too like obviously it's for this program it's like if you want to be around these players if you want to coach you have to get just call it a shot everyone and everyone will get it everyone will like feel less weary about it that's my take on it 
Well, vaccination status was not in the cards for Ed Orgeron and LSU's agreement for him to step away from the program. There were various other things that uh, came into play with that his one. girlfriends? <laughs> Possibly. Um, a lot of stuff. And we'll just go over this very briefly. Part of it, obviously, performance. LSU, high-profile school minus the national championship year, which has now been equated to lightning in a bottle with Joe Brady and Joe Bur- the Joes, two Joes <laughs> and Ed O um, getting to the natty and winning it. Lightning in a bottle, small part performance, large part in the decision-making after said year. And mm-hmm. possibly even before it with coaching hires and how their scheme has changed, but then also off the field issues and Orgeron's I guess alleged is the correct word to say handling of off the field incidents, um, off the field issues. I believe sexual misconduct is a big that issue too. With that as well. Yeah. That. And like I said, I, I kept seeing the story. Don't know if it's true because at this point, anyone can make up like reasons as to why Ed O left, but the, apparently he had his girlfriends come to practice. And if they had sons, they would participate in certain drills whether or not that's true, I find that so weird. Like, why? They're like, I'm assuming they're like teenagers. Cause if they're like middle school, like they're getting their asses kicked, even in high school. But that that's so weird. Like, first of all, I don't I really don't think they care that much because they're in college, but whatever. Like that puts the boys at a in a weird position, especially if they're co- close to coach and they meet his wife and are like talk to his wife here and there. It's like, well, I just saw your husband bring another woman to practice and now i'm he's here with you it, it's just it puts them in a weird position like i said whether or not they actually care because like you're in college like that this is the last thing like you want to think about but at the same time like that's just that's not cool that's not cool at all whatever he does in his private life should remain private don't bring your team like don't involve the school at all that puts the school in a tough position too so often we say that so often it can never really happen because it's the job of people like us, albeit on a larger scale to look into the private life and those, oh, very worlds, true. those worlds so often intersect. <laughs> and but at least try, he didn't like, this isn't trying. <laughs> even when he tries people it, in a place like Louisiana at LSU, mm-hmm. the highest profile team, they're not named the saints. It, yeah. it is he is a figurehead. It's like Nick Saban could try to have a private life and he does a better job of it because he's mm-hmm. more reserved and individual, but he's still the most famous man in all of Alabama. People are going to know about his private life and his dealings. Yeah. And it's going to get oh, yeah, out was... because he's just that big of a guy. Yeah. I was telling my mom, like, I probably would believe Nick Saban has someone on the side or any of these coaches. Like, if they don't, good on them. If they do, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, what a scandal. No, I mean, unfortunately that's like the culture now, but I don't know when I, when I read that, I was like, and didn't Ordron's wife like have cancer or something? I'm going to feel really bad for not knowing this. I don't know. And I know that's going to make me look bad because A, no, it's okay. Like careless or don't care at all. And B, because I don't know. I, I, my mom was telling me this, so I don't know. I think she either, she either had cancer or just some sort of debilitating illness where she had to fight hard to get better. So if that's the case, that, that makes them really an asshole. Like really dude, like your wife is sick, <laughs> but what, I don't know where he'll go after this. Someone There's made a joke that links um, to USC. He probably won't. He's not going to go to USC. I would think a lower tier school as a coordinator, maybe. Probably. I don't. He, he's had his moment in the light with the uh, national championship. I don't think he's going to get anywhere close to that in the near future. That was my email. <laughs> <laughs> I get a lot of emails now. Yeah. Forgeron, <laughs> 49 and 17 as the head coach at LSU, 30 and 14 in the SEC, 15 and 0 during that national championship season. You know, it. it from the SEC, we talk about like outward coverage usually goes down, and the SEC and Big Twelve were big topics of conversation because of the Oklahoma Texas move. Well, uh, lesser known 
before and now a lot more known now where schools and lower tier conferences taking that step forward into a bigger spotlight. With the future departures of UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston to the Big 12 from the American, six teams from Tawny's beloved conference USA have decided to apply for membership into the American Athletic Conference. It would push their membership number to 14 member schools and that would increase competition but also decrease the number of schools in conference usa you're going to be seeing a lot of this realignment over the next few years we'll, we'll talk about this later because that's it's <laughs> florida atlantic charlotte north texas texas san antonio who's gone from you know espn does those bottom 10 lists of the worst yeah. college football teams they've gone from that to seven to no it's really impressive they weren't even a division one college program five six years ago and all of a sudden like they popped into conference usa i was like what the heck are you and they beat utep not that it was like a big deal really i mean utep has sucked for the past like six seven eight years they beat utep the first year that they were division one and then it was it was kind of on the par with utep after that they both weren't really that great this year all of a sudden they're like they're ranked I'm like what the i i did not know a conference usa team could be ranked i was like because my whole life, I was like, a team from this conference can win all their games and still not be ranked. Obviously, that's not the case. And I went to that game on Saturday versus Rice. That was boring. I fell asleep. I, there's video of me falling asleep at like halftime. Like my brother and I just have glasses on. We're like. Rice and UAB, the other two teams who have applied for membership into the American, the earliest they could make the move 2023 to 2024 that season. So still mm-hmm. plenty of time in Conference USA for these schools. That's not even mentioning, say, a buyout fee to get out when they need to get out. Similar situation with those schools in the American. AP poll update, starting with the top 10. Not a lot of movement, uh, mostly just up with Georgia standing pad at number one, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Alabama, OSU, all move up one spot each. Michigan up two spots to number six. Penn State stands pat at number seven. Oklahoma State up four to number eight. Michigan State up one to nine. Oregon down one to number 10. Highest movers otherwise, Texas A&M, NC State, up four spots, 17 and 18. SMU San Diego State up two spots to 21 and 22, respectively. Other low movers, Iowa. Yikes. I felt so bad. Purdue moved into the top 25 for the first time this year, and Iowa dropped nine spots because of it. Uh, They're down to number 11. Kentucky lost to Georgia. Wasn't a surprise. No. But is Kentucky a football school now? I don't know. You know, maybe. Because <laughs> they, they have a good – I, I got to look at their actual – I got to look at all their schedules again. I, I saw them play against AM. I want to say, two, three years ago, and they were good then. AM beat them, but they put up a great fight. Kentucky, the rest of the year, does not play a ranked opponent. They have Mississippi State, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, New Mexico State, and Louisville. It's the rest of their schedule. They could hypothetically go 11 and one and they would still be ranked in the top 25. So they are a legitimate program in the SEC now. Newcomers or back in the rankings, Auburn to 19, Baylor 20, Pitt 23, the aforementioned Texas San Antonio at 24, Purdue at 25. And that was the college football rundown. Finishing up our kickoff with NFL talk. Trade deadline, two weeks away. And we've already seen some major trades. Zach Ertz going from Philadelphia to Arizona this past weekend. A couple of big trades that possibly might be in the works. And we're both going to, we'll discuss here who we think has the biggest possibility of getting traded over the course of the next couple weeks. I know Tawny's been busy. She doesn't have a lot to go off of. So I'll just start this. I got three names down. And I'd like to see uh, what you think of them. I'm going to start with the one that hits close to home. One Michael Gallup on IR right now, but the Cowboys with an embarrassment of riches at the skill positions, most notably wide receiver. They don't need him. They have a guy like Cedric Wilson coming off as their third or fourth receiver. Noah Brown is 
more so a blocking receiver, but he's really worked on his route running and catching the ball. So he'll be solidified in that role as well. And then you obviously have those, the big two, Amari, C.D. Lamb. You, you I have love your, it. I love you it. have your four I'm guys. So happy. <laughs> Even the league Turner, I feel like is a better option than Gallup at this point, just because he's going to be cheaper for a lot longer. Um, I just don't think he's the right fit for them. So, yeah, yeah, he'll fit in somewhere. You'll see him going. I, I don't know who is that desperate up for a receiver. Who really is? Uh, There's a lot, but like, who needs it the most? I would say Denver. Really? I mean, Jerry, Judy, KJ Hamler, both out. I believe they're still both out. Hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, a couple other names I have down here. Deshaun Watson's name is I saw popping that. up a bit a little bit more. Going to Miami, maybe. Probably. But like, why Miami? <laughs> My Miami is one of those teams that's not very patient. Yet it's also one of those teams that people can just like write off and be like, oh, we'll go to the beach instead. Or oh, we'll go watch the heat instead. Oh, we'll go watch the Panthers instead. Like that because they're <laughs> yeah um i can tell you he's not gonna go to philly like i howie roseman is oh, aggressive no. he's not that aggressive they're given they're gonna give jalen hurts his due because the man makes plays and i i would think it's stupid if they got rid of him after one year um nick Foles is another name i have down because there's gotta be a team that needs a veteran quarterback at some point Otherwise, Nick he's just Foles. wasting his time away in Chicago. I mean, yeah. Nick Foles, I feel he's a great quarterback, obviously. Wanted for y'all in Philadelphia. I just think he's just meant to be a backup, and that's not No, totally, yet. yeah, but I was surprised like, a team just... like the Jets didn't try and trade for him at the start of the year. Have a guy that's a veteran sitting behind Zach Wilson and not a guy named Mike White. <laughs> No, sometimes like you just gotta accept what your role is, and I don't think he ever really did. I mean, who would after you win a Super Bowl? And not like just that. that, he had that one year with Chip Kelly, twenty-seven and two. He was a legitimate starting quarterback at one point. Yeah, he was, but, but the game's changed now. Yeah, he. You just need to accept that, and there's nothing wrong with being a backup. Like you need a skilled one behind your starting QB one. And once he realizes that, I think he'll be happy wherever he does end up. Yep. Any other uh, possible trade targets you're thinking about right now? No, <laughs> but I know there is some. You got to wonder if the Packers have given a thought about trading Jordan Love to try and appease Aaron. <laughs> Everything that team does is to appease Aaron let's let's get this straight I I love (laughs) I love him he's great literally he got he's the reason McCarthy is gone yeah but McCarthy probably should have been gone anyway I mean like it's it's a win-win for that whatever he's he's doing fine right now he's not doing anything that's the only reason he's doing fine he doesn't have he's not doing anything whatever Either way. You know what that... he is doing? He, he's watching film on Austin Powers' mojo. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, whatever. Mojo anyway. moments. That What was that in Hard Knocks? Mojo moments, right? Yeah. I haven't <laughs> seen those movies in years, and they used to be, like, my favorite. I don't Austin know. Powers movies? Who let me... Yeah, who let me watch this at like nine years old? <laughs> Didn't we have a conversation um, about like music at nine years old? Like who let us listen to like Soulja Boy and um, uh, that, oh, that was Z. That's right. There, There's a lot that like I look back I on my childhood. I'm like, mom, why'd you let me listen? Who, who thought this was a great thing for children? Like my mom wouldn't let me watch Yu-Gi-Oh! when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. I would stumble upon Yu-Gi-Oh! all the time. Didn't know anything. Looking back on it, it's like, huh, I wonder why. Like, it wasn't really that, like, bad, like, of a show for a kid to watch. No, there's, like, a bunch of shows. Like, if you look back on some SpongeBob episodes, you're like, wow, that joke really flew over my head. (laughs) Absolutely. 
they, I'm I mean, gonna they make my kids watch so devoted to cursing. Oh yeah, that and it played the dolphin song and yes. sound instead. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Ugh, they don't like and television then, like, like but but then my sister be watching like Zoe 101 and it'd be like that too. Oh no, did you ever like Life with Derek? No, I d- I no, I didn't. I I watched it but I never understood like because apparently something was going about that like it was trending and apparently there was just so much sexual tension between the stepsister and the stepbrother i was like i didn't know i was watching this and like to it you know when you stay up too long on disney channel yes. and like a show that's that's what life of derek was for me uh... <laughs> so i don't know what's going on i accidentally watched a couple family guy episodes when i was like hmm. 10 you don't want your kids watching those yeah there are some like really good shows when we were kids that be on right when we get home from school. Like Code Lyoko was a thing that I would watch a lot when I was. That was like I don't even remember what that was on or what it was about. I just remember the name. No, I mostly watched Zoe 101. What was on Disney Channel at the time? That's O Raven. Um, I watched Avatar: Last Airbender. Mm. Gang, gang. Yes. Um. I forgot what else I watched. I was oh, I used to watch this show called. Kid. Oh, I loved Pokemon too, but I don't. I don't remember what channel that was Looking on. Looking back I on now, was like, how the hell is this kid still ten years old? Isn't he like fourteen now, <laughs> or is he still ten? He's got to be still. You're not going to change your market audience. He's got to oh, still no. be ten. Then he's the Benjamin Button, except Carboyles. he just goes nowhere. Yeah. 10 years have gone by still 10 no it's in like 20 20 years have like gone that show by. started the year we were born in 98 i'm pretty sure yikes yeah just big yikes come a long way though still an extremely popular franchise you gotta give him for that anyway um i'm not gonna say that's my rose for the day but we'll get into our rose <laughs> buds and thorns as we finish up our kick off we've mentioned a couple of these already so we'll roll through them again tawny your rose was the oklahoma state cowboys so yeah because so i was i wasn't really watching the game i was just kind of keeping up with it and i saw that ut was winning again and i was just like oh well okay because i think this was the the game they really needed to win personally as they lost to oklahoma it's like let's get revenge on okay state and then i'm at the tailgate with my brother um the UTSA tailgate. Those are fun. Uh, and all of a sudden I just checked the score and they won. And I was like, yes, thank you. Okay. State. We continue crushing the dreams of every UT fan everywhere, including my friends who didn't go to UT, but didn't really follow sports. So I'm waiting for the memes to show up of Arnold Schwarzenegger's the Terminator saying, I'll be back. But with the Texas Longhorns hat on, cause you know, those are going to be coming out soon. Did you see that video of that boy crying after the Texas uh, yeah. show? I was like, why are you crying? <laughs> I mean, be sad, but like he was, he acted like someone murdered his mom. Mm. Yeah. Well, another team who's not acting like that, uh, that I picked to win this week. Thank you, Jacksonville. They are my rose, not just because <laughs> they want, they, they helped me get a, it didn't help me in the picks game this week. I'm going to be honest with you. Didn't help me enough, but they won. Matthew Wright. Did you see that he got? Well, first of all, do you see a Miles Garrett's tweet about going sleeveless that he's not going to do it anymore because he keeps getting yeah. drug tested? Mm-hmm. Did you see what Matthew Wright replied to that? No, I didn't see. What did he so, say? Matthew Wright, Jags kicker, hit an unreal like curveball kick to tie the game. First of all, that was ridiculous. Kevin Harlan said no off like when it was kicked and then it just curved back in and was good kicked a 53 yarder to win it wasn't wearing sleeves got a text saying hey you're being randomly drug tested and said at flash garrett i feel you bro the the gist of what he (laughs) said um so jacksonville congratulations on your first and most likely only win of course you can't lose this week because you're on a bye so uh, also, I was so happy for you though when they won because yeah. I was like, well, there goes that pick for me, but I'll save time. Like Brendan picked a good yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, the Lions did not help me at all either. <laughs> that was a bad pick. 
It also for the Jags, Dewan Smoot. You saw that story? I think I saw part of it. And then man delivered his own baby in his room over the phone. Oh my goodness. I think I just saw like, oh, my wife was giving birth. And then like, I think I'm. He called <laughs> like, 911 and they walked him through how to deliver the baby and he did it. So congratulations to the Smoots. What a man. <laughs> I hope that never happens to me. Um, Imagine Tony, we, Kara on no drugs giving natural birth. <laughs> she would destroy you. <laughs> like absolutely just kill you. <laughs> I'll make you sure. Can't deny that, it. Yeah, I'll make sure to mark this down for Carol. Needs all the drugs. <laughs> Tony, your thorn. As we move on here, we already mentioned it. Kusa, Conference USA. Goodbye, Conference USA. Listen, okay, so this is deja vu kind of for UTEP. So I don't know if you know the story, but UTEP has two stories that everyone wants you to remember. One, Roy Road. 1966. Yes, we had one kid. So we went to like. A, it's called dinner at the Don, the Don Hastian Center, where the basketball team plays. One kid came in, was like, "Is that the names from Glory Road?" I'm like, "How old are you, <laughs> <laughs> dude?" It was a real story. You can't say that here. Oh my god, everyone knows the stories. We know the starting lineup. Like, oh, Coach Haskins is a god. Like, I was like floored. Like, okay, um, so 1966, in the year the WAC broke up. That is the two things that we are. I don't want to say haunted because one's good and one's bad. But in 1998, UTEP had won the, yeah, UTEP won, uh, had some great rivalries apparently. I, we were like two or three, so I don't even remember this. Apparently, Arizona State, BYU, uh, I don't even remember who else was in this whack at the time, but it was a really good conference. And then it was the same thing. They all were like, okay, bye, we're going to go um to wherever conferences they're at now i really don't know or care to really look up right now and utep scrambled and they ended up in conference usa so conference usa happens had some good rivalries one of my favorite ones was utep in memphis because at the time we had a lot of basketball players from memphis so whenever we did play them it was kind of like a sauce on them (laughs) but and now it is just happening again. It was just so random too. Like, I guess it's never really planned or like whenever they release it, you're like, what the heck? But it, it's different this time in the sense where like, no, no rivalries have been set. So it's not like, oh, we're losing North Texas. We remember that game from 2009 or UTSA. Like they're, they were the closest thing we had to a rival, but it, it's, it's still like, I mean, it's sad. But what's worrisome is we don't know where UTEP is going. And I actually spoke with the AD from UTEP today because I had to interview him for my job. Um, I tried to just get as much as I could, but he gave me like an athletic director answer, like wherever UTEP ends up, like, they're going to be strong. And <laughs> I was just like, there is he leaving too? Like, I don't know. That's just I, pretty much the wording he gave. The fact that he said they are is suspect meant, like, to me. football team. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to suck. Cause for the longest time too, I think we were going to try to go to the mountain West, but the mountain West hates us for oh. some reason. I don't know what we did, <laughs> but now apparently we we're talking to the Sunbelt conference. I'm like, okay, that's cool. They got coastal Carolina. So get wrecked. it's get just, wrecked. a <laughs> Hey, <laughs> either way, it's, it's just such a mess right now. Cause all these teams just want to jump ship now, which I get, like you want to go to more competitive conferences. Everyone wants to go to the SEC <laughs> and, and and I get it. But at the same time, I'm like, you're leaving out like other teams who don't have that opportunity. Not that they should care, but it, it's some, such a mess. Talk to me in like two weeks when YouTube gives a formal statement. <laughs> yeah. As to what's yeah. Gives happen. a formal statement saying we are um, leaving for the PAC 12. <laughs> No, if they're if they go independent, like friggin' Notre Dame, I will throw fit because <laughs> that costs more too. So it does. That's on them. Yeah, my thorn. Um, I'm gonna look at the guys in stripes again because it was another bad weekend for them, and I'm not even referencing taunting penalties this time. This time it's about how they reviewed things because it took so damn long to review the simplest things. 
here's my logic. I will look towards the Sunday night game first. First of all, Steelers Seahawks, like five seconds left, they spike the ball. <laughs> then the referee says the previous play is under review, and it's like, dude, like at that point, why even bother? Like, stop the play before it starts. Now, it didn't really make a difference at the time. Seattle kicked a field goal. I, I guess it made a difference in terms of like, the Steelers couldn't time the rush right away, but you got to be better with that. I will point to the non-interception in the Thursday night game, Eagles-Bucks, where it was a toss-up. Marcus Epps, did he get his hand under it? Did he not? I don't know. I didn't think it was an interception, to be honest with you off the bat. Watching the replay, I was like, that's close. If they called it one, it'll probably stand because you can't tell. Six minutes later, they said it's not an interception. The problem with the people had was that it took six minutes to figure that out. If it, there used to be a time when, and I was talking to my dad about this, where review there was a time limit for reviews. If you couldn't figure out a different of opinion, or if you couldn't find something to overturn it within that time limit, you couldn't do it. It was done. You had to say stands or confirms or whatever. I'm not saying we should go back to that, but if it takes you six minutes on national television, try and figure out a call, you should probably stick with the call you made in the field. Would it have made a difference in the game? Who knows? But it, the officials have been subpar this season, and that's putting it nicely. because We want to bring back those refs who took over when there was like the referee gate when they were all on strike. I mean, honestly, wouldn't that guys be better? About as bad as those guys were at this point of the season. I mean, I mean it's yeah. they were just. I feel like there's part of it is there's too much pressure on them. The league is saying, "Hey, you need to watch out for this stuff because we're run by the owners, and the owners want you to do your job." And they were doing their job fine enough over the last couple of years. But from what I've heard, the biggest thing with the taunting penalty was to stop fights, and there hasn't been a fight since Miles Garrett almost took Mason Rudolph's head off like three years ago. Like, who's funny. been fighting? Are they are they watching Tyson? Did they think Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder are going to come play football? Because I don't think there's been any fighting. And I, taunting doesn't necessarily also lead to fight fighting. I mean. Guys will get into fights on the field for whatever reason. So to narrow it down to just taunting, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Anyway, that's my soapbox. Tawny, your butt involves the Kansas City Chiefs and their bounce back against the Washington I don't think team? they bounce back. I think they're coming back. I don't think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm you're saying they're coming out. back? Yeah. So Kansas City can say they're coming back, but Texas can't say they're coming back? We're back. Yeah, because they got Patrick Mahomes. Who does Texas have? Who the f- is their quarterback again? I never Casey remember Thompson. his name. Exactly. Who I didn't I didn't know that whole story where like his family was like his dad played for OU. He was like an OU like fangirl. I was like, wow. Happy for you. You lost, but like <laughs> <laughs> but I like I feel like they're just getting their groove back in a way. Their record really doesn't reflect it. Because they're three and three, right? Yes. So, so, but I think Andy Reid has tricks up his sleeve all the time. We can't count them out. Like I said, I don't think they're going to go to the Super Bowl based off of this these performances. But I think they're going to end on a higher note than they are now uh, come the end of this season. Got to stop That's turning the ball over. Got to force turnovers on the defensive end. Two things they haven't done a lot of this season. Very true. My bud involves an upcoming holiday. Coming very soon. Tawny, can Halloween? you guess what that holiday is? Is it Halloween? No. Is it my birthday? Is it Veterans Day? <laughs> it's not Veterans Day. It's not your birthday. Um, it is. Well, my birthday is Veterans Day. So. Oh, okay. It, it is. It is neither of those. But happy early birthday. Um, it is the greatest holiday in all of football. National Tight End Day. 
Yes. Oh, I was National like, National Tight what? End Day is this That's weekend. It is. It is now an official holiday. Uh, George okay. Kittle, greatest guy ever. I love this holiday. We focus on tight ends. Greg Olson's going to be going crazy all day. I am so excited. I was a tight end in college, so I am biased, but okay, this tight ends are now. the greatest athletes on the field. Did you know this already, or did you have to look up National Tight End I, I Day? I knew tight, National Tight End Day was coming soon. I didn't remember exactly when it was, so I looked it up today. I was like, oh, when's National Tight End Day? Because that's coming up soon. Fourth Sunday in October. This coming Sunday is the fourth Sunday in October. Huh. Call me when it's Mickey's birthday. <laughs> I think it's November 16th. <laughs> Every day is a somewhat holiday. Remember when we would look up Hallmark holidays? Yeah. Yeah. Look up for our newscast. Like, what is today? Like, there was one day it was National Outfit of the Day Day. I was like, Mm. this is somehow getting into our newscasts. Yes. That was our rose buds and thorns, or rose thorns and buds, or thorns, buds, and roses, however you want to put it. We move on to our fantasy update. We are through. How, did I, how bad did I lose this week? <laughs> well, I'll go with the top scorers first. Derek Henry. Save me in my actual fantasy league, by the way. I was down 60 points to my mom's team. I had him and Stefan Diggs. I won by a point this week. I was very happy about that. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, the next two. Tom Brady, the next. Final score, 130.10 to 107.18. Tony gets the win. I win. (laughs) Finally, I was like, how much did I lose by this week? The the rest of my team did very poorly. I didn't I didn't pick up another tight end because I was too lazy to. Goddard didn't play. And (laughs) Chase Claypool, Austin Eckler had a rough day. The Chargers had a rough day last week. Let's just put it in. So Tony now. I don't know who's playing in my lineup next week so i was just like leave it so who knows what'll happen everybody in your lineup is going to play so i'm going to stick with mine as well the lineups you see on your screen right now are what's going to stay there for week seven uh i am five and one tawny one and five looking to get a bit of a streak going here as we go into our game picks only 14 games last week tawny going eight and six i went six and eight so Tawny now 63 and 31 on the season. I'm 57, 37. All of them straight up, of course. Maybe next year we'll go against the spread. We'll see. Yeah, I just, we'll see. I, see. I just am really great at picking just game winners. Yeah. I don't know why. Only 13 games this week. One less than last week. Six teams on a bye. It's getting shorter and shorter. Yeah. Right. Dallas, Minnesota, Buffalo, the Chargers, Pittsburgh, and Jacksonville all on buys this upcoming week. I was so happy Cowboys won. You have no idea. That was a great game. I was on a It was a fantastic game. Uh, as but. the perennial Cowboys hater I am, I will say their cornerback got away with the face mask on Aguilar on that last play the Patriots had on offense. But whatever. It, honestly, it was a great game. Uh, I, there are flaws for both teams that were exposed mm-hmm. uh, and the Cowboys not playing their best game showed that it, even when they don't, they can still win. Uh, I still don't think they're going to go anywhere in the playoffs though. So yeah. We'll see. Anyway, Thursday night game, as we pull up the week seven schedule. Oh, it's so exciting. Who knew I this know. is the matchup that Fantastic. we wanted. This is the matchup that we wanted for our Thursday night game. The Teddy Bridgewater-led Broncos against the Case Keenum-led Browns. The Browns Put that on a poster. Everybody, this is <laughs> this who's on the Browns. This would be the week where you have Von Miller and Miles Garrett headlining it, and not the quarterbacks. Very true. Yep. I <laughs> Broncos Bron- coming off of a loss to a Raiders team that was seemingly in disarray. <laughs> They proved us wrong last week. That's for sure. I know. I was like, wow, that was. It got out of hand quick. As did the Cleveland game where Arizona said, hey, we are the best team in the league. And we're putting you all on notice right now. 
Browns, obviously, without Jarvis Landry. They're going to be without Nick Chubb. They're going to be without Kareem Hunt, most likely. I believe they're going to be, they may even be without those two tackles again. And you have a guy in Case Keenum who has had experience playing in big moments with a team, by the way, that was partially led by Kevin Stefanski back when he was with Minnesota in 2017. Tony, who are you taking, Denver or Cleveland? I'm going to take Denver. <laughs> Like Cleveland is just battered and broken right now. Don't know if they'll be able to pull it off. So I'm not going to choose them. Go Broncos. It's an interesting game to pick. Remember Cleveland, the last couple of weeks, they've played two potent offenses in the Cardinals and the Chargers. Denver is less of that, especially with a lot of their receivers being down as well and a quarterback who's not going to try and force the ball down the field in Teddy Bridgewater. Their running game with Melvin Gordon is a little bit of a concern. I'm going to take Cleveland, though, despite the injuries, because Case Keenum, like Teddy Bridgewater, has been there and done that before. I think the Browns have to win this game if they want to stay alive in the playoff race. Who would have thought we'd be talking about the Browns on the verge of missing out on a playoff spot only seven weeks into the season? But they need this one, and over the last couple of years when Cleveland has needed a win, They've gotten it. I'll take Kevin Stefanski's guys over Vic Fangio's guys. All right. Moving on, AFC East matchup that we've already seen once before this season, the New York Jets and the new – where'd it go? Oh, yep, there we go. The New York Jets, the New England Patriots. At Gillette Stadium – that's 96 bucks. I don't know how. Wait, it's the Jets. New England, though, got to be feeling pretty good about how they performed against Dallas this past week. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones pushed the ball down the field. He had the one interception, which was a short, it was a very bad, not a bad miss, but a miss that you can't have if you want to be a starting quarterback in the league. He'll learn from that. It was great for me. <laughs> yeah. Though he did torch the same guy who picked him off the next play. So, I mean, yes, but at the same time, he had a game winning interception or not a game. Uh, like, it was not a game winning interception. Not a game winning one. I'm sorry. I was on a plane the whole time. So I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> Either way, it was great. <laughs> but yeah, Zach Wilson trying to get his second win of the season. I don't think New England will allow that. Because if New England plays even half as well as they played against Dallas, they should win this game handily. Mm-hmm. So, go New England. <laughs> Baltimore, Cincinnati. Ooh, baby. In Baltimore, Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a tough – it's a tough – it's a tough just, like, figuring out – it's tough figuring them out, you know? They have Jamar Chase, who is making plays every other play, just getting behind defenses, making them pay. You have Joe Mixon, who will pound you and pound you into the ground, and Joe Burrow is pushing all the right buttons right now from behind center. But then again, Lamar Jackson is pushing all the right buttons behind center for the Ravens as well. And their running game finally got up to speed, albeit against the Chargers defense that has struggled against the run so far this year. Tawny, who are you picking? This was hard because they're both improving on what they needed and they're, they both have great quarterbacks behind each of them. I'm just going to go with my gut on this one and my gut's telling me Baltimore. So <laughs> go Ravens for no other reason than I'm just like, my gut's telling me Baltimore. I could be very wrong after this week, but we'll see. Big matchup to watch in that game, in my opinion, Logan Wilson, Lamar Jackson, I would assume Wilson will be spying Lamar quite a bit during this game for when he does take off. You also have to think about the improved the Cincinnati defensive front. The defense is playing without starters, remember. They are playing without starters. I think Jamar Chase has a big day. I think Cincinnati pulls the upset in Baltimore and gets the win. Tickets are only 81 bucks, so... Only 81 bucks. Only. You know, I thought it'd be higher personally, so. These games must have changed times because the order I have them written down in is not the order they were in early today. 
Yeah, anyway. what you're saying is what is not the same order I have, but I'm just gonna go with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I they were written down in this order earlier in the week, and then they just didn't. Philadelphia at Las Vegas Eagles coming off a game that they probably think they should have at least had a chance to win at the end if it weren't for a taunting penalty and a few other things. Vegas, though, I mean, I'm not going to complain. They didn't play well enough throughout the entire game to win, Um, but they at least probably should have had a chance to try to win at the end. Las Vegas, proving the outers wrong. They didn't need John Gruden, at least for one week. They will be at home now for the first time since Gruden has been removed from his position mutually left yeah whatever the term tawny your pick for this game let's see first of all tickets 171 i think that's our highest ticket this week it is it is i I feel just like vegas is like we're vegas so we're gonna charge whatever that reminds me my brother's gonna be there (laughs) right that's this weekend (laughs) He's going to be in Vegas. What the, how did I forget that? But yeah, hit, my cousins are going to go to that game. So <laughs> based on that, I will go with the Raiders. I think my family's going for them. So also, I feel like they're on a hot streak. I feel like they need to prove to everyone right now that we can win without Gruden. So I think this will just be another one for them to have. I'm picking the Eagles, obviously. I think they're going to get Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell a little more involved in the run game to start this one and take the pressure off Jalen Hurts going into a hostile environment. Because when Hurts can settle into a game, he's been phenomenal. When he hasn't been allowed to settle into a game, he's been rough around the edges at best. Atlanta heading to Miami, lowest ticket price of the weekend by far. Yikes. I just I was like, which one? Yep, yep, it is. And you can see why, because Miami lost to Jacksonville this week. Atlanta coming off a bye as well, by the way. Russell Gage, Calvin Ridley should be healthy for this game after they weren't for the game in London a couple weeks ago. Tawny, who are you picking? I will go with Atlanta. I feel like Miami is just too battered now. Like when you lose to Jacksonville, you lose, you should lose your dignity at that point. But I think Atlanta is going to come off this by really strong. They had that week to rest. I think they're just going to come out and dominate this game. Miami may be in trade talks for Deshaun Watson over the next couple of weeks. And this game could go a long way to solidifying that. At least in my opinion, I will take Atlanta to win as well they have more talent on the outside it seems and even when Tua played well last week let's not get it twisted he played well it, mm-hmm. there are just so many things going on with that team though that don't scream good to anybody <laughs> washington will head to green bay this weekend the aaron Rodgers revenge tour continues now apparently a part-time owner of soldier field and the bears franchise according to tom brady's let's go podcast Quote of the week. I own you. That was. I thought it was funny that he said people were flipping him double birds and everybody doubted the fact. And then people started tweeting photos of Bears fans flipping him the double bird. Like, who would. It's the. Chicago. It's Chicago. They ended a man's life because they thought he was the reason they lost the World Series. That's fair. Yeah. Who, who would, I would be like, yeah, oh yeah, Chicago, I would believe it. Yeah. If they punched Aaron Rodgers, I'd be like, yep, that's them. (laughs) Needless to say, I'm taking Green Bay over the Washington football team whose defense, again, evaporated. They were playing well against Patrick Mahomes, and then it just Mm -hmm. all fell apart. That's not to say that Washington won't make this a game, but Green Bay will win. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of those Kansas City Chiefs, they head to Tennessee to play a Titans team that found a way to run over the Bills. Shocker there. They ran over them with Derrick Henry. It's They are turning back the clock, Tennessee is. And while their defense isn't that good, they are good when it matters. 
And that last play against the Bills showed that. It wasn't so much on Josh Allen slipping because if the left tackle hadn't just been destroyed off the line, Josh Allen probably still gets the first down by reaching the ball out. Um, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a fantastic game. I don't get why it's in the noon window. That makes no sense to me. Tawny, who are you picking? Um, let me see. Hmm. Tickets are as low as $128, first of all. That makes sense for these two. Let's see. I know I said that Kansas City's on the up and up, but they are playing Tennessee. And my dad loves to remind me every game that Tannehill was a receiver first. And I remember, (laughs) I'm like, I remember I was watching with you, dad. (laughs) Played like receiver for most of his high school and college career till I think it was not someone, whoever was before someone was like, Hey, we need you at quarterback. Go. It's been a quarterback ever since. Um, I'm kind of being a hypocrite on my end. Cause I did say Kansas city's on the up and up, but I'm going to go with Tennessee just cause Jared- where are you going to go? for? Tennessee? Yes. I'm going with Tennessee. I'm sorry. We'll see. We'll probably both be The Chiefs' defense isn't good still. Huh? I mean, just because they only gave up 13 points to Washington doesn't mean they're good. I mean, you're right. But like I said, I'm being a hypocrite on myself. I will admit this. I swear to God, if you're picking like, the Giants I was for this gonna... next game, I'm going to be pissed too. Why would I? Okay. No, so I was going to change my quarterback in my lineup but then i saw that they were playing tennessee and i was like i'm not gonna get a lot of points <laughs> so anyway next up carolina new york giants carolina heartbroken after last week tied the game to go into overtime and then it was snatched away by kirk the clutch captain cousins like what is with that guy like kirk cousins is good now question mark I don't know. Big question mark. I don't know. Is he? Or is this some fluke? Carolina gets a reprieve in the form of a battered New York Giants team who reverted back to what we thought the Giants would be this season. Daniel Jones turned the ball over way too much. And what was likened to a scrimmage between the Los Angeles Rams and the Giants turned into an absolute rout. I'm taking Carolina to win and win handily. Sam Sam Darnold's one of those quarterbacks that's just up and down with media attention. People loved him at the start of the year. Now they're like, oh, I guess he wasn't really that good. And what we saw with the Jets was the true Darnold. No, it depends on who he's playing, guys. He's just an average quarterback. I'm taking Carolina to win now. Me too. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I figured as much with that one. I mean, I would have to be really not dumb, but it's like the Giants don't have a chance. So unless I'm a fan, I wouldn't pick them. Mm. Well, I know who we're both picking for this next game. Jared Goff, the revenge tour against the Los Angeles Rams begins. It's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. Yeah, it's (laughs) going to be fun for Matt Stafford. The revenge tour for him begins as well. Um, (laughs) The Rams. Rams. uh, Yeah, the Rams are going to win. The Rams are going to (laughs) win. Sorry, Adam. Your team has no chance. Nope. Speaking of revenge games, by the way, how about J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins' revenge game against the Houston Texans this week? It's in Arizona. Zach Ertz will get his first showing in front of the Arizona faithful. Davis Mills will try and solve an Arizona defense that's been surprisingly good. Arizona, the best all-around team in the NFL so far, question mark? That small question mark because it's like, we kind of know it, but we're also like waiting. Yeah. Um, first of all, I want to say that whole Zach Ertz thing, that video of him crying like on his last Eagles game, whether he knew or not, is still kind of heartbreaking. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, poor Zach. He took out a full page ad as well to thank the city. He's a class guy and, mm-hmm. and he's he may be gone from Philadelphia now, but he'll be back. Not necessarily as a player. I would assume he'll sign one of those one-day contracts so he can retire as an Eagle and he'll be a 
presence in the community. However, whether he's living there or not, because he's just that stand-up of a guy. I'm happy for him, honestly. Mm-hmm. Me too. He served the city of Philadelphia well, and now he gets to try and run another championship with the Cardinals. And what better team to go running for one with than a team led by Kyler Murray with all those weapons. He's going to be open so much. So oh, much. So much. Like an embarrassment of riches, yeah. as you would say. Arizona oh. should win this game handily, though it is right before their bye. So perhaps they – I think it's right before their bye, actually. Let me look. Oh, no, they get the Packers the week after. Never mind. Their bye is not until – Oh, that's going to be a fun game. On Thursday, too. Ooh. Yeah, I don't even know game. when they're by. Oh, yeah, I do. It's after the Seahawks game last week in November. <laughs> Sorry, Arizona. Um, no, Arizona wins. We'll, we'll see. We'll get to that week. Yeah. Chicago, the last time they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they had Nick Foles as their starting quarterback, and they won that game. I believe that was also the game that Brady thought they had a fourth down coming up when the, he was actually already fourth down. Uh, you know that as the great ones do, they find motivation to beat any team by a lot. And somehow Brady's going to turn that to his favor and say, yeah, I'm going to kick the out of this team because I screwed up and thought it was fourth down when it was really the other team's ball. So uh, <laughs> sorry, Chicago. <laughs> Sorry, Ellie Sorry, Hoffman. Chicago. Sorry, Justin Fields. You're going to get your asses kicked this week. And it, not, this is just no blame to you at all. It's just, no, it's here. just, it's Tom it's Brady. Brady. Like, this is the first time, obviously, Justin Fields would go up against Brady, right? It would be, yeah. I'm interested to see how that turns out. As I can only he, imagine what the post game talk's going to be like. Hey, Justin, that was great stuff, man. Learn how to slide. Check out my TB12 method. <laughs> Last longer. Yeah. That man's so, going to be playing until he's 50. Yeah. So. He said he could play until he's 55 for the three one one too. Does, does Absurd. he want to? I will be, like, if he plays until he's 55, I will be 33. Oh that's, my some, God. that's some bull- like no uh-uh <laughs> sunday night football <laughs> the indianapolis colts riding high off of their second win taking on a san francisco 49ers team who will most likely be back jimmy garoppolo behind center should be an interesting game two teams that can run the ball very effectively the colts offensive line is finally starting to come together ty hilton's back the defense has been balling out as of late I think it's going to be an underrated game. It doesn't look like that good of a game on paper, but I think it's going to be a pretty good prime time game. I think so too. Like we were talking about this at the station because I work at an NBC station. So obviously they have to wait for the Sunday night game to be over before they can go live. But they were talking about like, do we have to wait forever for this game? And they're like, yeah, it's the Colts and 49ers. It probably won't be that much of a game and i was like well well we'll see i feel like i don't think it'll go to like overtime or anything but i think it'll be a hard fought game and that being said if jimmy garoppolo's back i'm gonna root for san francisco i knew it that's why i picked the colts i knew you couldn't get over attraction carson wentz not with him i look carson wentz been playing well he has but you look at him and you're like, when I look you at that man, not be I see football. he dated a porn star. He went on one date with a porn star and he should not be judged for that. So I, I agree that it was weird. I see like, fragile. Okay. Whatever. Both physically and with a fragile heart. I will fix his heart. <laughs> Either Tani Otani will happen or Tani Garoppolo will happen. Oh, All right. Finally, Monday night game, New Orleans, Seattle. Seattle played well, honestly. They found out how to run the ball. Geno Smith, again, did not lose them the game. He did not lose them the game. TJ Watt won Pittsburgh the game. But let's be real here. (laughs) When TJ Watt beats five guys to get to Geno Smith, 
TJ Watt has won the Steelers the game. Um, <laughs> that being said, I'll pick New Orleans. They're off a bye as well. They're, I think they're just the better team at this point. And while Geno plays well, it is in Seattle. Hmm. Hmm. I'll hmm. take New Orleans. <sighs> I think I'll take New Orleans too. I'm so sorry, Fed. Which I need to convince him to come on too because Tara said yes. So. Ooh, what week is that again? I need to. I was looking right now, so I was like, "Damn it!" <laughs> you know, quickly make my pick. Let me look. Let me look. When do they play? Okay, it's not this week. It's in week nine. Seattle. No, they have bye. Is it week 10? No. When is this? <laughs> week 13. Huh, when is this game? Week 13. I was like, it's very far in advance. Yeah. So we but, have okay. guests for week 13. And as we finish off our podcast, we can tell you we have guests for week eight as well. Sorry, Maddie, that we didn't get to talk about your team at all this week. But uh, next week, Pittsburgh Steelers are taking on the Cleveland Browns. Maddie Hillmeyer, Carl Jones will join us. Carl is, well, he's a very important member of our team as well, even though he only did one thing for us. It is very he's important. so important. And we'll tell you why next week. Any final words before we close up shop, Tony? Let's hope this weekend will be as chaotic as last weekend. I agree. For Tony Davis, I'm Brendan Hodges. Thanks for listening to the TB21 Podcast. Follow us on social media, Instagram and Twitter at TB21 Podcast. Find it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, on Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts, and find our video version on YouTube. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll see you next, and Maddie and Carl will be with us. Until then, though, farewell. Hi. Hey guys, Brendan Hodges here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the TB21 podcast. If you liked what you heard, and by the way, if you got this far, kind of seems like you're liking it, then be sure to like and follow the podcast. Also, give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram. We're at the TB21 pod for updates on new episodes, our favorite moments from NFL games, college games, as well as live discussions on and after primetime NFL games. Lastly, feel free to drop us a line with any questions you want us to answer about football in general, the NFL, college, XFL, if that comes back, and we'll answer them in future episodes. Take care, guys. Thanks again for listening, watching, wherever you found it, and we'll see you next week.